Hi guys. Today we are so excited because we have the founder and CEO of Love Stories TV, co-host of not one, but two <laughs> podcasts. Do Help. you follow? Help, Help us. Help us. And since you asked, and overall, one of the most badass entrepreneur women oh. I know, Rachel Jo Silver yeah. is here with us. Hi, thank you. Can you just follow me around and like say nice things about me? Please. You are a shining light. Oh my literally. God. Literally. The first time I met you, I was telling Bevan, we had like a breakfast date. Yeah. Meeting. And I knew, I was like, she has it together. I think you were just starting to launch we, like, your just company. just started it. It's amazing. Oh, and now, what was that, like a couple of years ago? Yeah, like two. We launched in October 2016, which is so crazy. That's amazing. I know. It's you really wild. You were getting to that point. We're, we're going to go through all those different questions okay. with you because going from where you were sure. to Love Stories TV today yeah. and how you started it, yeah. so inspiring to us because Thank we're all you. about how you took that idea and turned it into something. Sure. But before we get into it, Bevan and I like to start off our podcast with our guests with rapid fire questions. Oh my God, I'm so excited and nervous. Okay. Okay. First question. Late night food. McDonald's or pizza? Oh, I like how there's choices. Pizza. Okay. Great. Good choice. Who is inspiring you right now? It can be anyone. Oh my God. Okay. You know whose Instagram I'm obsessed with right now? Is Sarah Blakely. Mm, founder okay. of Spanx. Founder of Spanx. Okay. First of all, did you know that she like met her husband when she was like 36 wow. and now she has like five kids and she's like... All of these facts need to be fact-checked. But, like, the, they're pretty close. And she's, like, a self-made, like, billionaire. Yeah. And she does this cute thing on her Instagram where she has different coffee mugs. And they have, like, sayings. But then she'll, like, talk about why she, like, picked that mug and that saying. So it's kind of taking, like, feel-good quotes but, like, grounded in, like, things actually in her life. I'm obsessed with her. You have in to real her. truth. Yeah. So it doesn't so feel good. so. It's yeah. not so, like, I mean, I'm into, like, crystals and feelings. But it's kind of, like, crystals and feelings based in, like, her actual life experience. I'm very I into it. I love that. This well, is I'm not rapid kids. fire. Listen how much I'm talking. Go. Okay. <laughs> so if you renewed your vows and you did a second wedding. Oh, my God. What would be the last song you would play at this wedding? Okay. Well, fun fact, we walked down the aisle to um the Kenny... Is it Kenny Loggins? The song from... Um, oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. Why am I blinking? What's the song? Caddyshack. My husband's favorite. My husband didn't get to pick, like, anything about the wedding. Yes. And he really wanted... To, we got married on a golf course. He wanted to walk back down the aisle to Caddy... What's the song? Um, Kenny it's Loggins. It's all right. It, the, oh, my God. I can't believe I just sang. With the gopher. Okay. So, to be honest with you, I wouldn't change it because it made him so happy. It was, like, the only thing he asked for was, like, can we please have, like a Caddyshack song play as we walk down the aisle because we're getting married on a golf course. So I would do it again. I would do that. I'm I have so that. much respect yeah. for your husband right <laughs> now. Really, this is fun. I can't believe I sang and almost forgot the name and then remembered. Yeah, I'm really okay. proud. So my husband asked for one thing at my wedding. Oh my God, what? Sorry, side note really quickly. No, no, not a side he note. He wanted no. to um, walk back down the aisle. Oh no, he wanted to enter the party to Magic Stick. <sighs> That's yeah. That's well. Uh, men want what they want. It's like they don't pay attention. Like half the stuff that's going on at the wedding, then they have these like strong opinions. All of a sudden, yeah. about something, <laughs> something like that. that they need. But I magic <laughs> stick really takes the cake. I was like, that's my granddad is standing there. Did it make him there. so happy though? He didn't get to do that. That didn't, <laughs> <know>. <laughs> that didn't even happen. I wasn't. I we just had met them right when they got oh married, so I did not. Can we talk about your wedding wow. later? Like, yes, I, know I would love to. Okay, we're great. gonna yeah. Everybody we're gonna get talk about their wedding. We're gonna get into it. Last rapid fire. Oh yeah. Oh my God, we've okay, only done the, four. Yep. Okay. Christina Aguilera or Brittany? Brittany. Yeah. yeah. It's 
totally. It's I know. pretty bitch. We, yeah. No hate to Christina. No. None. Like, love yeah. love, love, love to Christina. all, but like Britney. Okay. <laughs> we want to kind of start off. And for those that don't know what your company is yeah. and your site, Love Stories TV. Yeah what it is and what it's about. Can sure. you break it down for us? Yeah. Just tell us. Yeah, so Love Stories TV is a video platform for wedding ideas and inspiration. And newlywed couples and wedding videographers from all over the world upload real wedding videos along with the data and details about the wedding. So if you're planning a wedding, you can discover ideas and inspiration or research products and services by watching real wedding videos. And So cool. That's awesome. Thank you. And probably if people are listening to your podcast, when I say real wedding video they know what I mean but I always like to reference if you haven't seen a wedding video lately mm. come to the site because it might not be what you remember like wedding videos 10 15 years ago were something totally different right. now they mm-hmm. look like feature film trailers um you know yeah it's they're, they're like montages. these cinematic yeah like, stories so, I love how um, you reference that on your bio yeah you said uh yeah. You know, the idea, all you could picture was yourself after one too many glasses of champagne or something being like, we love you, Nikki and Alex. Okay, so when my mother, so the like dirty secret, which isn't a secret because I tell everybody, I had like very little to do with the wedding and she was like, do you want a wedding videographer? And what I pictured was my girlfriend, Natalie, who got married when we were 24. It was such a fun wedding. And there was this guy with a giant camera on his shoulder and he would come up to you at the party and, and... Everyone still makes fun of me to this day because there are like many scenes of me in their wedding video, like crying and like shouting about how much I love them <laughs> and how happy they are. And my when my mom said, "You want a wedding video?" I like remembered that and I was like, "No, no, oh, no, dramatic." Like, and after my wedding, I regretted not having a video, cheesy or not, because you just don't remember it and it's the best day ever. Blah, blah blah. Right. And um, that's when I started watching wedding videos and realizing that like they weren't at all what I remembered, and that's like how this all happened. And there so. was something you same thing. Yeah, for you, I didn't kind have a wedding of. video. You don't. I was well, going to ask. I technically do yeah we got married in Turks and Caicos okay amazing they're very oh. limited um options okay okay fair yeah. right unless you're gonna fly somebody in right you're dealing with who's there sure. totally sure, so sure. my wedding video looks like an ad for sandals that's so fun resort oh yeah God. so the other thing about my wedding is my family and friends did this crazy surprise flash mob because this was 2013 and like flat I mean who cares what's in or out yeah. but like it was like I feel like flash mobs were still a little more like um, relevant or whatever yeah, yeah they were still was, they were, having <laughs> they were a moment. still kicking yeah. <laughs> and um it's really amazing my mother my mom's amazing and my brother and my best friend recorded a video of themselves doing a dan- a choreographed dance to earth wind and fire september they sent it to all our family and friends who then learned the dance and then they surprised us at the wedding and there is a enough iphone footage of it happening that we like like put something together so you can watch it but it's I like it's my wish that there was like an amazing video of the whole thing happening it's just like you don't know what's gonna happen at your wedding like and you won't remember it and you should just have it recorded no yeah first and foremost you used to be at Birchbox right yes okay Mm -hmm. did you start love stories while you were at Birchbox yeah so I had the idea while I was still at Birchbox so basically at Birchbox I ran um content and social and at Birchbox, we were creating content constantly, um, and we sort of had two like constituencies, which were the brands who put their products in the Birchbox, and also our customers. And so, mm-hmm. we were trying to create like video content that um, made people want to shop and made like the customers excited, but made brands happy. And brands mm, want like yeah. talking points and like gloss the and whole like spiel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so at Birchbox, we would like solve that problem by putting like our staffers in the videos. So it was like a little bit of a mix and. Mm. So we were always thinking about that, like how do you create content that makes brands happy and actually inspires people to to shop? And and also, you know, I was always sort of like 
troubled by like how much duplicativeness there is in content. Like if you go on YouTube, there's a hundred thousand um, videos, uh, smoky eye tutorials. Yeah. Like there's just so much repetitiveness. So I, those are the things I was always thinking about. And then when I start, I didn't have a wedding video. So I started watching other people's and it all kind of clicked for me. I was like, these videos do what I've always been trying to do, which is like, they would entertain a consumer and help them make a purchase decision, make them want to shop. But like if you're the venue or the florist or the dress designer or the suit designer, like this is like a commercial for you. So it's like does exactly those two things. And then also everyone's totally different. So it was like the exact problems I was facing at Birchbox are what gave me the idea to start Love Stories TV. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. But then when you started to evolve into it, when did you kind of make that break? How like did we what really, was, yeah. I know you kind of told me about this in the past, yeah. but it was like, were you just like, okay, I've got to just, I've t- got to take this leap right now. Sure. So I, I think that like what I've learned now is there's sort of like two different types of entrepreneurs. Like there's people who kind of like always know they want to start their own business and they maybe like go to business school and they're kind of at business school, like looking for the right idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's how all the direct to consumer ideas come up. People are like, oh, like, what hasn't been direct to consumer yet? Like, yeah. um, you know, like tabletop pumpkins. <laughs> like I'm going to like disrupt the system and like get you a cheaper price by Let's like go. taking out the middleman. Whatever. <sighs> there's people like looking for an idea. Right. And then I think there's other people who like, maybe they kind of like thought about starting a business, but it was the idea. I was really happy at Birch Talks. I just like couldn't kick this idea. So my husband helped me get a site started simple. And that's sure. another thing I always recommend to people. You got to test the idea first if you can. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like just try to get it out there and see. And so that's what we did. We built like a really simple version of the site. And I told, you know, both of the Birch Talks founders are investors in Love Stories V. Like I told them right that's away. Amazing. Yeah. Oh. I was like, I'm stuck. I have this family. idea. Yeah. Yeah, they're amazing. I was like, I have this idea. I'm starting this thing. And they were both like, are you going to leave? And I was like, well, that would be a crazy good problem to have. If this starts going so well that I think I can leave this amazing job, maybe I would, but that would be a pretty good problem to have. And it was like, I did it on the side for a while. But was that scary to tell them? Like to come up with them and be like, I'm kind of going to work on this on the side. I'm still going to work as hard for you, but I also have a little bit of a dream. Was that a little difficult or Um, they were cool and accepted? There, I just know them so well that I like knew I wasn't scared. Okay. Like I didn't think I was gonna get like fired or like in trouble okay. or like anything like that. Um, and I think that like as entrepreneurs, they knew that when you hire like sparkly great people, it's just like likely that they're gonna be like Caitlin, who's like here right now, is that our team always has like ninety eight projects she's like doing. She's like trying to go to like every women's sports game like in New York, or she's like learning to code, or she's like growing like vertical gardens or like whatever. No, it's true. But like when you try to when you hire people like that, it's like you just can't be. I don't think so surprised. Right, um, I agree. I yeah. I was nervous, of course, but I think I didn't think I was gonna get like in trouble um or like something like that how long after you started this were you able to make the leap so I think like the thing that I like to say when I can because it's really honest is like I was married when I did this and we're like a team and like partners and like I was able to do this because like he had a good job Mm -hmm. and like that's the truth it is I didn't pay myself for a year wow and One year. I don't know That's... how I could have done if I had so I would have had to do it really differently. I would have had to like raise money first or wait until the site was making money uh, enough money to support me like it would have looked really different, you know, and so I, I think that's like sort of something people don't always say, but it's the truth. Thank you, know? you for saying that. Yeah. I respect your honesty and so, with that. And I think that like the other thing is I knew I didn't I wasn't like 
I want to start a blog about weddings. I was like, I want to make like hows for weddings. Like I want to make this like giant billion dollar business. And when you do that, you have to get big before you start thinking about making money. Like we didn't like just start selling sponsored posts at first the way you might if you had a personal blog, which is great and you should do that. So we raised money, but not for about a year. And so that's just like the truth. It's like everybody's sort of like journey and like situation is different. And I didn't have a co-founder too. So we had to raise money to pay our first employee. Like I think when you have a co-founder, if you can both not pay yourself, then you have two people. You could go a little longer. So Well, that's I think leads us into the next question because it's so hard kind of giving up that control, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were wondering like where you got to the point of when you could relinquish some of that control to your other employees and feel okay about it. Well, I have no idea if I'm actually good at that. I mean, Caitlin's here. I don't know if she'll say like, so the first person I hired was um, someone I had worked with before at Birchbox who wasn't there anymore. I didn't like steal someone. She had already left. (laughs) And so it was really easy because I knew her already and we had worked together already. We knew what each other was really good at. And so I think actually it's really funny, Vanessa, if you're like listening to this, like most of the time I was like, you don't have to ask me that. And just like, do you it. just want to ask someone else because you want feedback. But I like trusted her so much. And like, she knew more than me about <laughs> so many things. I was like, just do it. You know, so it's like, that's what you want to find. You want to find people who are better than you. Always. At, at stuff. Yes. And I know everyone says that's kind of an eye roll, but it's like true. Um, that gets it. We're trying, we're looking for those people right now. Where are you? Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? Help me. Um, but I feel like we've like definitely found that at Love Stories to be, and then you have to like, you won't move fast enough if you micromanage everything. So like, I'm sure I do that a lot, but like I'm, I'm trying not to, I think about it all the time because we'll just move too slow. Right. You know, it's like, I'm going to get big fast. So like you have to let people run their own right. show. Bevan and I were talking earlier and we were like, how how does the process work exactly? Yeah. Like we have a lot of people that are listening yeah. that, you know, eventually dream to get married. Yeah. But then some people that already have and sure. they're like, we have this video. Yep. Just explain to everybody. Sure. So there's two groups of people who can upload a video to Love Stories TV, either the bride or groom or the wedding videographer, which is frankly because, you know, those are the people that have the rights to share the video. Totally. Um, and and the, really the people that have the file because you actually like upload to Love Stories TV. We do let brides and grooms embed like a Vimeo or a YouTube if that's all they have because sometimes like you don't know where the file is but so those are the two groups of people that upload their video to the site and then when you upload it you give all of the details like you list all the vendors you say who you wore you say the style the culture the religion um the location all that stuff and so then when it publishes to the site it's automatically there because you contributed it so we don't do any of that so it's gotcha. like youtube you know it's right. like youtube or anything you're uploading a video but you have to give those data and details because that's what makes the platform work like if we just had the videos and it's just like Rachel and Justin's wedding video, but you're like, oh, but his suit is so great. Like, where is it from? Where is it like, from? That's I want to buy makes, that suit. Exactly. That's what, makes, that's so what like, makes it special and powerful. It's not just that we're putting wedding videos all in one place, which is the first part, but the second part is like the data enhancement and like the oh. context. Because like something we talk about a lot is like, Pinterest is great, but like how many times are you on Pinterest and oh, you see something drives me nuts. and you so want bad. it and you can't get it. And because, you know, or or even on Instagram, someone doesn't tag something, you know, or there's not a ton of, there. I mean, it's YouTube. There's a ton of everything on right. there, but most wedding filmmakers actually don't use YouTube, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but um, they don't like 
put the venue or like the dress designer or like who Every did the flowers person. right yeah. they'll just write Rachel and Justin's like beach wedding or whatever mm-hmm. um and so we think all of that context is like what's really really powerful so we have like several thousand videos on the site and about 70 percent of them actually come from the videographers because the videographers want all their work on the site because that's how they book more weddings right totally because the thing that we discovered once we launched Love Story TV is like we knew video was the best way to like research a purchase decision and we knew that you know millennial women and like we're more interested in consuming video online than any other type of content. But what we didn't really know is how left out of the wedding ecosystem filmmakers were. So mm. like Style Me Pretty is a wedding blog we all know and love. Sure. They don't always feature the video for a wedding, right? right? So they might um, feature your wedding and list all your vendors and just like not put the video on there because their site isn't built for video or like the not if they feature your wedding like in the printed magazine, like there's not like a reference to go watch the video. So what we found out is that filmmakers were like dying for a place to get featured and dying for a place that only cared about video. It didn't exist. So we tapped into that community um, really easily. And that's something I also tell people when you're starting a business is like, even if you're solving a problem for like a wide group of people, is there a niche community for whom you're like really solving a problem or for whom like you're really helping? Like try to get in with them first because having like a small group of super dedicated users is how you grow. It's like, you know, if you can do something really powerful for a small group, that's going to benefit you more long term. You have those like advocates early on than doing like something more shallow for like a bigger group of people. It's got to be really rewarding to help people put together such an emotional day. It's fun. I mean, I felt I always said that after Birchbox, I was like, honestly, like I'm never going to work for a company that people don't like just inherently like love the product. Like why? Like, I'm not trying to do marketing for something you have to, like, convince people to like. Like, people love weddings. It's really yeah. fun. Like, yeah. Bevin you know is I mean? a, like, Bevin, if we're going to maybe send you some pictures of Bevin at weddings. I am the best wedding guest you of all time. You have to do a takeover. Really crazy. I would she needs love to. Do one. Maybe she'll do one at mine. Well, Can I do it well, at Brittany's? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's perfect. Because oh, we're doing a takeover. We're going to do one. We're 100% doing maybe one. maybe led by her. Well, maybe in the beginning led by her and then... <laughs> DJ Gator gets fired up. She gets really, she gets really, there's pictures that I've seen of her at weddings where it's just like, who is that girl? And can she be my best friend? And every photographer captures her at every dance move. It's like, it's ridiculous. No, I mean, I know, I, I think I'm a lot of fun. And then these photos come back and I am always questioning who in, actually invited me we had a friend do a takeover for us once and we had to delete one of her snaps that's all i'm saying yeah so when we first launched love story this was like before instagram stories if you can imagine a time yeah and so what we would do is we would give people the login to our snapchat every weekend and a different filmmaker or guest would take over our snapchat from a real wedding they were attending and we were like crash weddings like from your couch and like everybody loved it and then once instagram stories launched we were able to do like more and more and so we had always done that and so we recently um partnered with snapchat and so snapchat launched you know um you know when you're on snapchat discover and there's two different kinds of stories right there's mm-hmm. like the story from cosmo magazine that's like the cosmo articles like on snap yeah okay. i thought see the whole thing right yeah. okay but then there's this other thing that snap will do it will be like um college football saturday and they'll just pull in the best snaps i love them Okay, me too. So they gave 20 partners and we're one of the 20 access to do that ourselves. So now we can basically do this thing we used to do where we could do like one takeover a weekend and people, you know, it would reach our like tens of thousands of followers. Um, Now we can reach like millions of people. And so we're doing this new thing called Wedding Crashers. 
And so we're putting it on Snapchat Discover. So we yes. have to do that for your That's wedding. That's incredible. And Wait, people like stop. host it. It's when really fun. When does this start? It launched like two weeks ago. Oh, it's already going. So okay. we had that wedding crashers. That was a question Iceland. for us. We were like, what exactly is going on with Snapchat? I was yeah. like, she's doing something really cool, but we couldn't, we didn't know yeah. how to define it. So now when people do attend, then they can... Okay, so there's two ways to participate in this. Okay. okay, so first of all, if you are going to a wedding you know is going to be epic or if you are just like an epic host that I feel <laughs> Bevan is, you can like get in touch with us. My email's rachel at lovestoriestv.com and we'll give you instructions. Basically, you capture like a ton of iPhone footage. You send it to us. We upload it to Snap Discover and there's a story called like Wedding Crashers, like Britney's Charleston wedding and Bevan like takes you to Britney's wedding and it's one wedding, okay? And that's like Stop. something we plan oh with people God. ahead of time, either wedding filmmakers or special hosts. There's another thing we can do where we just will like on a Sunday look at all the best snaps. We can, we have access, like only 20 partners have this, to go into Snapchat and search the word wedding and we can see all the public wedding snaps and then we can make stories like, Best bridesmaid moments, best like, wow. what did we do one the other day? Oh, cutest couples costumes. Like, So you guys are working on Sundays doing this. Oh, I mean, we're working all the all time. The time. Caitlin, please don't relieve me. <laughs> okay. I was actually just I thinking like, how much I would, yeah, I would give anything to be able to see that footage. We yeah. will log in after this and okay. I will show you. I'm oh so excited. Funny. It's really cool. Um, I can't even imagine. It's really funny. And I, and so the way, you know, the way you guys can do that is if you're going to weddings and you want to be featured on that. You know when you're in Snap and you go to publish a Snap and it asks you if you want to contribute it to our stories, which yes. historically meant that the Snap editors could see it and feature it. So now when you put it on our stories, the Snap editors can see it and these 20 partners, including us. And so if you just um, put like the word love stories like in the corner somewhere, you know, like yeah, it, Snapchat anywhere, doesn't yeah. use hashtags, but you just put the word love stories. So we go in and search like who tagged love stories and then we can like put them in oh our snaps. God. And it's really cool. It reaches millions of people. So like the filmmakers and vendors we work with have started doing this and now we can get them in front of like millions, millions of people, of people. and incredible. YouTube. Oh and it's God. really fun. Snap's a, a fun partner. At the end of the day, you get home, you've been working, there's work to still be done mm -hmm. how do you make the decision on what's important enough to go to yeah I do think your network which is a different thing than networking is like the most important thing there is like Caitlin's heard me say this a million times like I feel like all I did for like the first year of Love Stories TV and still now but more aggressively was just ask people for favors all I did every day was email can you introduce me to this investor can you introduce me to this journalist can you introduce me to this wedding filmmaker can you introduce me to this brand like that was all that can you help me can I take you to drinks and will you like so you tell me this SEO thing like to people because I I've lived in New York for 10 years and so I have a great network like everyone I worked at with Birchbox is like amazing I worked at a company called Howcast before that that just hired like the best people so like part of it is just like using the network you have and just asking people for favors and doing favors for other people um, Caitlin and I always talk about this like I'm always trying to help people get jobs yeah like because I just like sort of feel it's like rewarding it's like fun I kind of like it and right. also like and at the risk of this sounding like um, self-serving, but like if you help someone like get a job, like they appreciate that like so, so much. much. You know and what I mean? They're always so it's on just your like, team. Yeah, yep. exactly. And that's 
not why I'm doing it, but it is also fun. So I think that's one thing, like invest in your network, like because you need to ask people for favors when you start something new. But Haley Barna, who's one of the Birchbox co-founders and one of my investors and a really good friend of mine, gave me really good advice about your question. Because I was saying to her at the beginning of Love Story City, I was like, because I'm like fundraising and starting this new company, I feel like I have to go to everything I'm invited to. And there's like no worse feeling than going to something. You're like, that was a waste of time. Sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and so what she told me to do, or which was really smart, is at the end of every week to write down all the things you went to that weren't like a business meeting that were like a coffee or like a dinner or like a party right. outside of your Google Calendar. Like write them all down and or like do a spreadsheet or whatever and like say which ones were good and which ones were a waste of time and kind of like why. Yeah. And and she was totally right. Like just the process of doing that, you start to realize patterns mm-hmm. and you start to recognize like which mm-hmm. ones were worth it and, and, and aren't. And like over time you start to be able to like identify like that's not going to be a good use of my time. Yeah. And I also think everybody's life is like some people, it depends. Like if you have kids, if you don't have kids, if you like drink, if you don't drink, whatever. But like I try to, I think breakfasts are like a really good like way because it's like really easy. You'd be like, I'm going to meet you at nine and like I have to go at 10 or eight to nine. Like everybody does. Whereas like you could end up at drinks and like it's hard to extricate you yourself go. from that. You're like, I got to get out of here. I have to go cook dinner for my, you know, yeah, my husband like or tough. I have to go to a next event. Yeah. You so and I are very similar I to breakfast. breakfast. I've always been a breakfast yeah. person. It's like one and done. Yes, it sucks sometimes to get up early. Yeah. To get yourself together. Yeah. Maybe look presentable at that hour. But And I sometimes agree breakfast can even be better than coffee because breakfast like a check comes. It's yep. like over. Yeah. It's like oh, a meal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you like I love um, my breakfast meetings. So I think that that's like two like tips. That's really really good advice. I don't, yeah, sometimes it's like for me, as much as I love my drinks, don't get me wrong, I do. Yeah. But sometimes you find like there are people that are at these events that are just out to drink and out to just like talk and whatever. And it's like, what am I really accomplishing here? What am I really getting done? And if you're, it's different if you're like, you know, 22, like just go to everything and talk to everybody. But like, I'm not. (laughs) I am not. (laughs) I am just not. Well, but in addition to that, because you do get out there and I've seen you network work and you're very smart about it you also right now are the host of not one I said but two podcasts how the hell like help help okay but so so just in full disclosure like we've been a little um bad about one of our pods but um okay yeah tell us tell everybody who doesn't know okay so we have two podcasts one is called do you follow and it's Juliet who is um a colleague of mine at love stories tv she runs business development she worked with me at birchbox before we're very good friends and aside from birchbox and love stories tv she also did marketing at m jemmy um the italian shoe company Mm -hmm. which you should check out if you haven't i'm obsessed with them and theory and is like a, a fabulous super talented marketer um and so we people um always are asking us for advice about social media because Birchbox even today still just has this reputation for having been like a early mover in social and yes. like yes. you know very you innovative guys were the first sort of yeah. videos and before all the YouTube's yeah, and exactly. everything it was like how to do things yeah via exactly. Birchbox what exactly. brands via Birchbox yeah exactly so we always got like so people still were always just texting us like about influencer marketing like how um like what's a good engagement rate or a good conversion rate with um, an influencer? Like how do I convince like this executive on my team to put money towards like 
paid Instagram, like these type of very specific questions. So we started a podcast where we would just like read the questions people were sending us anyway, like our friends in our network and answer them. Mm -hmm. And we um, got this like amazing audience of like marketers. Like I can't like say who they are because people like um, confidentially email us questions, but from like every time like we get these emails we're like I can't believe that brand like the person doing marketing at that brand is listening like that's amazing and so and we just like I think what we do that's really different on that podcast is we're not just like talking about things we want to talk about we're just answering questions in this really tactical way and we're like here's how we would solve that like if we worked with you or we were tasked with that thing like here's what we would do step by step like here's how we would build this spreadsheet and it's all about like social marketing and influencer marketing the reason we call it do you follow is we also play like little games where we'll both say someone we think everyone should follow on instagram or like um we do instagram roulette where we just like scroll and stop and you have to say who you land on and why when juliet's back we have to get you two on that podcast so that's Do You Followed. We have a wedding podcast, which we are rebranding. Should I announce the new name or should yeah. we wait for like a big reveal? Do it's it. Love Stories Radio. Dun, 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 dun. And that one, we answer wedding questions. But what we do that we think is a little funny and different is there are all these like wild Facebook groups for brides. Are you guys in any of them? No. Oh my God. Okay. Do you guys follow the Skinny Confidential, Lauren yes. Bostic? Okay. Yeah. She has like 90 Facebook groups for like her followers and there's one of those for brides or there's one called like the Wed Thread. Brides on Facebook are um, wild. I think sometimes people forget that like it's your real name. Like it's crazy. They and think so, they're hidden somehow yeah. but like it's we It's really see wild. Name. So we join all these Facebook groups to learn about like what do brides want and how can we make love stories to be better and people were asking these questions and the other brides were answering them like not good. Like sometimes you don't want another bride to be answering your question. You need like people who know, right. you know. So we, um, which we think we do. Well, you guys are experts. Yeah. Obviously. And so we started an- digging out questions from Facebook groups and answering them on the podcast. And okay. it's started going really well. And now people also send us questions. And now we put like the wedding vendors who are uh, customers of Love Stories TV like on the pod and whatever. Cool. Um, so bring it yeah, so we have two pods. Circle. But okay. I'm not even on that pod anymore. Caitlin and Juliet do that pod now. Okay. Caitlin's here. You guys listening can't see yes. her, but I keep pointing we, at her. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin, who Caitlin runs our here. content and social. I can confirm she's an actual human. She's a ghost. Um, <laughs> they do that podcast. And so um, I really That's only do like one podcast. So events that you do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've seen all these different events that you guys have done. I am going to the Caudalie event on Yay! Monday. I'm very excited about it. Love and we Caudalie. like we want to know how do you kind of choose which brands that you want to work with? Yeah. Is it sort of a selective process? Yeah. Does it come to you? So events are tricky because they're a lot of work. Yeah. But they're really valuable. And so it's always sort of like a push-pull. Like you always sort of have to balance and like every assess after every single one like – did we spend the right amount or too much on this event? Like, was the ROI there? And, like, we, you know, are thinking about that all the time. And so I think that what we've learned is that events are a really good way to, like, align yourself with a brand that um, people really respect and admire. So, like, we partnered with the Plaza. This is actually, like, such a funny story is, like, we went to meet the women who do PR for the plaza um, in advance of the royal wedding. And we had, okay, this is like a, like a funny thing. So when the royal wedding got announced, we were like, let's just announce that we're doing a party. Like, we have to put a stake in the ground first and say we're doing a royal wedding watch party. We had no idea what we were going to do. We were like, we'll hopefully pull off something amazing. And if we don't, we'll just, like, rent a hotel suite <laughs> and invite our friends. And that way we didn't lie like we right. had a party, you know, whatever. The woman who was doing our PR at the time, her neighbor – 
her like dog friend, her like dog mom friend got married at the plaza and knew like the <laughs> wedding planner at the plaza who like introduces the woman who did PR. Okay, network, right? And so we were going to have coffee with her. We're like, we are going to convince her to like do a royal wedding watch party with us. At the and plaza. We, yeah, and we like sit down with her and now she's like such a good friend of ours and she was like, she was like, I just want you to know like we are planning to do something for the royal wedding. We've been approached by like lots of partners. Like I don't, you know, want you to get your hopes up. Like everyone's really like approached us about this. I was like, totally, I get it, no problem. Like an hour later, she's like, okay, so you are the exclusive wedding partner of our royal wedding watch party <laughs> because wow. like we just like connected and like became friends. And she was yeah. like, love story CV. Like it makes so much sense. We have all these wedding videos from the plaza and it's real love stories and it's Harry and Meghan, whatever. So we were like, this is, it couldn't get any better than this. Like we are now aligned, like our name is going to be next to the plaza. And we hosted um, a rehearsal dinner in a yes. royal wedding watch party. So many producers went. I think I, I couldn't go that yeah, night you or were something. Like, I don't know where around. I was. I, was, I was probably at a wedding, honestly. But I remember seeing all these it was, pictures from I'm this I'm so thing. mad I didn't know you then. <laughs> it, I know. I'm oh my so God, mad. I would have totally been invited. <laughs> it, a lot of people, I'm sorry, I'm going to brag like a little bit, but like many right. editors came up to us after the rehearsal dinner and they were like, "We all we do is go to events in New York and this is the best one we've ever been to, which the Plaza team gets all the credit for. Huge. But they took the royal suite at the Plaza and they had corgis like running freely and they had like a royal portrait photographer. I just passed out. I, I saw like Kleinfeld in the photo booth like, there, people was were in, posing with the corgi. I did not know that there were it was corgis insane. running oh amazing it was insane there's a post right now of a corgi in the suite in the in the plaza it was suite. insane yeah i lost my breath well, yeah bevin is done we love dogs and but so this to, is like it was amazing and so to answer your question it's like how did we like a two-year-old like um you know brand get to partner with the plaza and what you do is you identify like how can we help each other so the plaza could help us by having like an amazing venue and having their name but we had like a lot of content that were like real love stories and real love stories from the plaza and we were able to create together like a media experience online like getting people excited and thinking about real love stories and real love stories at the plaza and like when we hosted the event like obviously the plaza has tons of connections but we had very specific connections that were relevant with like Kleinfeld and with like people in weddings that like maybe the plaza could have gotten to obviously they're the plaza but they didn't know immediately so it's like identifying like how can you be like how do you do that like a like a yin yang like think like fit together like yeah. how can you bring something and they can bring something that are like complementary like things and so that's how you can like get these kind of partnerships um so that was like and now everyone's always like, oh, Love Stories TV, that brand that threw that event at the plaza, like with yep. the plaza, you know, and it like really it goes a long way. And now we're good friends with them and we host video shoots there and stuff yes. all the time. So this is how you approach this meeting, right? You yeah. sit down and you go, where can we link? Here, where can we exactly find? exactly like what can we bring to the table? Um, and I think you always have to like think about that. So it's like, for example, this event on Monday at Coda Lee is another perfect example. Or we do one at Bloomingdale's recently yes. where it's like, okay, Code Ali is has a beautiful space and they can offer facials and they can offer like amazing gifts and like um they like the physical space which is like the key thing but it's like we have relationships with real brides and that's what they want they want real brides thinking about Code Ali as a place to like get their treatments and like prepare get for their pampered. wedding you know and yeah. exactly and like we have a track record of getting good people to come to events and by good I just mean like real brides, brides planning yeah, their wedding you know what sure. I mean and so like it's just like figuring out like who's a brand you want to be aligned with like um and what can you both bring to the table that's like complimentary I think now you have an confidence to you mm -hmm. 
in the way you approach everything. Just t- this little bit of time I'm si- sitting here speaking with you. I don't want to do anything but hang out here because all they're doing is being nice to me. We, I really mean it. It's incredible. <laughs> it's 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 kind of intoxicating. Yeah. Like you want to be oh, around it and it you does. feel kind of high. You're mm-hmm. like, oh wait, I can I can do things. After our breakfast, yeah, I walked away even. and I was like, I am gonna accomplish the world oh today. My God, I, I did. So nice. Where does that come from for you? Is that a something you were born with? Is it something from your family? Is it just? My husband makes fun of my brother and I all the time. He's like, I don't know what your mom said to you guys growing up, but no one thinks they are as great as you and your brother think that you are. And it's really funny because obviously we don't, obviously he knows that I, like I, if I'm insecure about anything, he's like the only person, you know, the person I tell first and whatever, but he jokes about it all the time. Like, I don't know. I think it's just like. Um, but it's funny that you say that, I guess, because he's always like so teasing it, my brother so and I, I think it is just like being, um, supported. Like it sort of goes back to that thing I was saying, like I was able to do this by having like a, a partner who could like support me financially, but also, and like, I'm not just saying this, like my husband is like amazing. Like he is so supportive. Like he gives me like pep talks like every day, mm-hmm. like literally last night I was like. He was like telling me, like giving me like a pep talk about Love Story CV. And I was like, can I like record you and like bring along? So I think the point is like, and he jokes that it's like my mom. Like I think you need people in your life like telling you you're great. And if you just hear that over and over for years and years, like you start to, part of it's probably just like a weird like That says something about you though. That says something about you because you must be a giver in that way in order to attract so much Um, of that in your life. I try to be, I, I, I think, um. It goes back to that, like, networking and, like, doing favors thing. Like, yep. it's just, like, it feels good to, like, make other people feel yeah. good. Like, we all know that. No, you know what I mean? I'm, so, I'm in the same way. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe this is not – I there's so many other things on the to-do list to do. But you yeah. know what? Maybe trying to help someone get that interview or get that job. Yeah. It's important right now. And maybe it will – who knows in the yeah. future what's going to turn around and what's going to come back to you. And it's fun. Like – I mean, the thing is about networking too is it's like, okay, when someone's like your real friend, like your actual friend, like, or your real family member, like you want to help them. Like that's just like a natural thing we all have. It's like you want to help your friends and family like be successful and feel good and whatever. So it's like your network should be that. It should be real people that you actually like and then you just actually want to help them and they mm -hmm. actually want to help you. And I think that like. But why is that not the case though? I don't know. I think there's like this weird thing about you read all these articles now about like how to find a mentor and like it's really tough. It's a really weird gray area because it's like not all of us are lucky to like have worked at a place like Birchbox and just be surrounded by smart, amazing people who want to help you. So some people do have to go out and like sort of like look for it. But you did. You did say in your first year you asked a lot of favors. I just asked favors. people for help. A lot of favors. I felt that I could, yeah. So I think it is, it's like an art and a science. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like how do you create a network, a real network in the first place? Authentic network. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. Th- authentic's the word I'm looking for. Right. Yeah. Um, well, so, let's bring it full circle back okay. to love stories. Okay. You got married in 2013, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh my God, d- you guys like did your research. <sighs> Occasionally, <We're good>. yeah. <laughs> I do my job. Yep. <laughs> Not all the time, but sometimes. <laughs> we have seen, and we I think we all know a lot of people that maybe get married because they like the idea of a wedding. Sure. And you've been married for a while. Yeah. If you had to give someone your biggest, most important piece of marital mm-hmm. advice, what would it be? Oh, man. Okay, well, so I think like wedding advice and marital advice are like a teeny bit different totally different. okay so mm-hmm. wedding advice everyone says this but I don't care it's true is just like take a sec 
everyone tells you this, but they're right. It's like, take a minute, take your husband or your wife, like step back and just like look at everything and just like be there for a minute and be like, oh, all the people we like the most are here and they're dancing and having fun. So if that's my like wedding advice for marriage, I mean, I met my husband when I was five years old. I've been in love with him since I was 14. Oh, that's I've been right. like you guys met in writing his right. name in yes. my notebooks for like my whole life. So I just wow. like sometimes Wait, like since you were 14, you've been in love with him. Yeah. When did you start dating though? Like when we were 14 on and off. I mean, we on and off for a while, but so I think I sort of like, I still have these like times I look at him. I'm like, I can't believe I got to marry you. And so like, I can't believe this, like this is what I've always wanted. But so I think my biggest piece of advice is just like give in more than you don't. Yeah. Just let the other person like have their way more than you get your own way. Cause who cares Mm -hmm. if you, he's the person I, all I want is him to be happy he's the person I love the most. So like if letting him pick the thing or pick the song or pick the rug, so him be happy makes me happy. So I think just like that's my marriage advice is just like give in more than you don't. I think it's, is it Gabby Bernstein? Somebody says, I'd rather be loved than be right. Yes. It's so, 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 so true. And I mean, don't take that to it's 2018 and like, don't take the girls, yes. don't yes. take yes. that to the Relax. wrong. Don't misunderstand what Please, Bevan and yeah. I are saying. Cause that's not what we're saying. But, but yes, we're talking mm-hmm. with a loving, respectful, yeah, amazing like partner. Just, mm-hmm. uh, Maybe like, they get to pick what you watch most on Netflix of the tonight. stuff you care about. Isn't yeah. that important? So you're saying I should have let Will and I walk no, out to magic. I have stick. a feeling you guys are doing great. <laughs> I'm getting a, I'm getting a positive marriage vibe over they here. Are. I'm they not are. worried. Rachel, you're the best. You're oh amazing. God, so we fun. are so happy to have you. Thank you so much. We can't wait to do more with you. Oh my God. hundred percent. We're going to like do pod crossovers. Yes. I love it's gonna it. It's going to be really exciting. We're going to get facials on Monday. I'm going to venture to souls, not in Brooklyn Heights. Yes. Perfect. Come on over. It's going to be awesome. Perfect. So we will get this up. And if you guys have any other questions for Rachel, please write in, let us know. She will answer them. I really will. Yeah, she will. So thank you guys again for tuning in, Rachel. Thank you for coming. Thank you.